My Seven Chakras, episode 235. That which you are seeking is seeking you. The Seven Chakras, swirling vortices of energy, positioned throughout our body from the base of the spine to the crown of the head. For thousands of years, this ancient wisdom has been passed on from master to disciple. What are the functions of these energy centers? And could these chakras help you unlock your destiny and find your true purpose? Welcome to My 7 Chakras. And now, your host, Aditya Jai Kumar. What's up, Action Tribe? AJ here, founder and host of My 7 Chakras, the show where we always dive deep into the ancient world to uncover nuggets of wisdom and wisdom that will help you find meaning in your life. So if you've stumbled upon a new way of living and if you're looking for your tribe, then I'm offering you an invitation to join Action Tribe, which is the name of our global community. And to help you get started, I've put together a reading list for you to, that consists of 21 of the most recommended books on our show. Some of the books that are featured on this list are Hands of Light uh, by Bra- Barbara Brennan, A Return to Love by Marianne Williamson, Energy Medicine by Donna Eden, and Think and Grow Rich by Napoleon Hill. And there are 17 other books that you need to know about. And I know that many of you listen to our show on the way to work or while you're, while you're traveling, so I want to make your job a bit easier. And that's why I've created this PDF reading list for you. To download your list, go to my7chakras.com forward slash reading list. Once again, that's our website, my7chakras.com forward slash reading list. And if you've read the list and you know of some other book that really needs to be on this list, just email me. My email as always is aj at my7chakras.com. So before you forget, write this link in your notebook or your Evernote or just open a new window and type in my 7 forward slash reading list to get your list and start going through the different books that are not only fascinating but really inspiring for you to read. And with that being said, we are now ready to begin today's interview. Our guest for today is Rebecca Freedom. So Rebecca, are you ready to inspire? Of course, I'm ready to inspire. <laughs> Great. So Action Drive, Rebecca Freedom McClaskey is a breakup specialist and psychic who studied the Buddhist approach to mental health at Naropa University, where she got a master's degree in transpersonal counseling psychology. She's passionate about using her extensive knowledge of love and relationships to set people free. So, Rebecca, thank you so much for joining me today. Absolutely. Wonderful. So, uh, let's begin today's uh, interview, like we always do, with some inspiration. Uh, my question to you is, what is your favorite inspirational quote, and how do you apply that quote in your life? My favorite inspirational quote is one by uh, that's credited to Rumi, and that is the quote is, that which you are seeking is seeking you. Um, and so how I apply that to my life is, especially in the transition of breakup, um, is to say that the things that we're really asking for, the things that are, are really um, our, what our soul is calling for, are in turn seeking us as well. And so um, it's just a matter of standing in faith. Mm-hmm. that what you truly want is coming to you. Wonderful. So thanks a lot for sharing. I think this is one of my favorite quotes as well because it's so empowering, it's so inspiring, it's really motivating because sometimes we feel that you know, no matter what we do or we try, we're not making that much progress. But to just know that that which we are seeking 
is also seeking us makes us feel that you know maybe we're just around the corner maybe we're just almost reached that finish line or met that person or achieved that objective so thanks a lot for reminding us of this wonderful roomy quote that which you are seeking is also seeking you and with that let's dive in so talking about your book what inspired you to write your book breakup rehab well breakups of course are uh such a big transitional part of our lives and um the the kind of story of my life is that both my parents died when in my 20s my my dad died when i was 20 and my mom died when i was 27 and so um as I studied psychology, I knew that I didn't want to go into the field of like death and dying grief work, but right next to that was divorce and breakup. And I become, became intensely fascinated by relationship and love and why we choose the partners that we do and why relationships are healthy and long-term and which ones are not long-term. And so with all of that, um, I, I decided to, I was called to, um, use the 12-step model from AA and construct a book that really took people through the steps of, of healing through this mm-hmm. major transition time, through this time of grief. Yeah. Got it. So thanks a lot for sharing. Uh, so mm-hmm. why the word rehab? What made you coin the phrase? So rehab is to, to, re, um, to return. And really, mm-hmm. that's what happens when you go through a breakup is that you're you're returning back to you. You're like, you go through a relationship and you you get new information about who you really are and how you show up in a relationship. But when that comes to an end, uh, you feel like a failure. You feel like you didn't do it right, that there's something wrong with you. But rehab is really telling you there's nothing wrong with you. You are just growing into a greater version of who you truly be. So that that is that was really the inspiration for it. And then also, of course, because... Um, it's a loose adaptation of the 12-step model from AA. So those together is why I called the book Breakup Rehab. Got it. So hopefully we will learn about some of the steps today. And uh, before we dive uh, deeper, could you talk to us about what are some of the common reasons uh, for breakups? Well, one of the greatest things that I have learned through my journeys is the, the way a relationship begins will often be echoed in how it ends. So if you jump into a relationship really quickly with a lot of intensity um, and not a lot of like time to build intimacy, oftentimes the relationship will also end abruptly. Mm-hmm. Um, so, so really the way in which we enter into relationship will re- be reflected into the end. The expectations that we, um, or baggage we bring into the relationship, if we don't take time to build a foundation of intimacy, actually getting to know that person before we ever sleep with them, um, then oftentimes the things that went unmentioned in the beginning of the relationship will be the things that end the relationship. Got it. Got it. So you said that the way a relationship begins is often echoed in how it ends. So I love that phrase because the the two people in the relationship, it's important for them to sort of build that foundation, right? That foundation of intimacy, get to know one another. Uh, and it sort of sets the expectations for the relationship because before it becomes uh, deeper and uh, more committed. Is that correct? Yes, absolutely. Yeah. Got it, got it. All right. Uh, any other reasons for breakups that come to your mind right now? We can dive a, talk about more later on, but for now, any other, you know, reasons? Yeah, the two... 
The two primary reasons for breakup um, can be uh, pointed to financial or a breakdown in communication. So um, because because the the money that we're bringing in is so much about survival, about safety, about um, in Maslow's hierarchy of needs, just like your your basic needs being taken care of, like food, yep. shelter, warmth, and breakup and and a really Relationship becomes a place for food, shelter, warmth, self-expression, and if there's financial issues that happen there, resentments build up. Like if a guy is really showing off and spending a lot of money on a girl, um, and she comes to expect that, he can feel uh, like undervalued for who he is as a person, and mm-hmm. ultimately that resentment builds into like not wanting to deal with her anymore. The second is um, is communication styles mm-hmm. for you know for instance um you know, there's certain people that are really invested in wanting to be in an open relationship a polyamorous relationship and another person could really want, want a monogamous relationship um but is unable to communicate that and unable to really communicate their desires their wants their needs so they just go along with the dominant energy and and ultimately um that that creates a lie in the relationship, which I say in the book. You're, and this is also from AA: is you're only as sick as your secrets. So mm-hmm. whatever goes uncommunicated, um, or sometimes it's you are really clear on what you're communicating, and you just realize you're not in alignment with that, that person. That you guys want different things, and so sure. those are reasons that we break up got it so thanks a lot for sharing so actually drive if you have paid to uh, paid attention to some of our previous episodes you'd realize that we're talking about the chakras also here so we're talking about food shelter and warmth which is the root chakra right and if a person receives all of them including uh, financial abundance that's when the relationship is safe right but the mm-hmm. absence of it if the root chakra is blocked in the relationship that's when things can uh, get challenging and also a breakdown of communication, which is the throat chakra. If you don't effectively communicate your beliefs, your desires, your wants, your preferences to your to your partner, uh, and if it happens over an ongoing basis, then the relationship can go sour. And it can also go bad if one partner is communicating effectively, but the other isn't. So love that. Thanks a lot for sharing. So could you talk to us about some of the emotions? Because you spoke a lot about emotions. A while back, some of the emotions that a person goes through immediately after a breakup. Absolutely. So um, the immediate. So again, there's two different people in a breakup. Okay. Breakup. There's the one. There's a one person who does the breaking up, who initiates it, and there's the person who gets broken up with. So those two people are going to feel differently, especially if there was if they genuinely cared about each other, but just came to that impasse where they're like, we can't move past this thing, whatever it is. Um, and so, so the person who is the one who initiates the breakup will tend to feel guilt afterwards for hurting the person that they cared about, um, but they'll feel more justified in it. They'll be like, you know, I just, this is what wasn't working for me, so I, I don't want anything to do with that person. And they'll just move forward um, to some degree. Now, the person who got broken up with, who wanted, who thought the relationship was salvageable, could be worked on, there was more that could be done is going to feel shock, um, is going to feel the sense of wanting to get back together with their ex, wanting to try harder to make it work, or maybe try to make their ex jealous so that they'll know know what they uh, missed out on, and, and ultimately just pain. 
just this this deep abiding pain um, that, that that something is wrong that this you know something is wrong this this couldn't be um, just just a lot a lot a lot a lot of pain and this can result in physical mm. um, issues as well as loss of appetite uh, panic attacks unable to sleep um, ruminating where you're just thinking about your ex over and over and over trying to really figure out why and what happened so those are those are the mm. general the arc of emotions that I would say if you want to talk about chakras it probably affects your solar plexus mm. your stomach chakra more than anything else because you feel just like this complete sense of um, right. the bottom dropping out got it well thanks a lot for sharing and putting that into perspective because when i initially thought about relationships i was talking about the one the receiver as you mentioned but then you rightly pointed out that there are two people when it comes to a breakup the initiator and the one who receives the information the initiator might feel some guilt afterwards but they sort of because they've taken the decision to mm-hmm. break up they feel uh, they sort of justify that decision, but the receiver is the receive on the receiving end of that decision, so they feel that shock, and they find and try ways to mend that relationship and go back to the old days, um, and they try out different ways. Uh, but if it doesn't work, then 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 there's pain, uh, emotional pain, I'm guessing, in the initially and mental pain. But then if nothing is done about that, then those emotions and mental uh, pain lead to physical issues, right? And mm-hmm. like you rightly pointed out, the solar plexus is where you might feel that issue because the solar plexus is our personal power point, the point, uh, the center that is to, uh, you know, that is to do with our confidence level and our personal power. And if that uh, is blocked uh, because of the relationship or the breakup, so to speak, then we might have that tension in that area. You might feel it uh, in a physical sense. So I love where we're going over here. Thanks a lot for sharing. Uh, so diving deeper, what advice do you have for a person who has just broken up with their partner? What should they do next? Well, the the kindest the kindest thing you can do, and it's it's counterintuitive, it's counterimpulsive. I would say is that you should uh, really step back. You should just step back. If you can, if you can go into this period of time of no contact where you just really, um, you know, maybe anchor in a date where you say, okay, for two weeks or for a month, um, we just need to not talk to each other. And, and for the person who is broken up with, um, it's to really take time to heal, uh, and, and take inventory of, of their role in the breakup and also to do the pros and the cons of the relationship they were just in. And more importantly, to not look at the person they broke up with as their savior or someone that could rescue them from these bad emotions. Really the person who has to, to, um, that's why if you don't talk, it really does, it's really graceful. It's a grace, a time of grace and mercy to yourself to be able to say like, you know, I can't rely on my partner anymore to support me in the way that they did. So I have to learn to do that for myself. It's a, mm. it's a hard pill to swallow, but it's the kindest thing that you can do. Um, if, if you initiated the relationship or initiated the breakup, or if you got broken up with, it's just taking um, in and around a 30 day period, a month, a month of your life, to just not talk to that person and invest in um, journaling, going to therapy, 
mm-hmm. going to support groups, doing what you need to do to heal. Got it. So step one is to step back, right? Go into a period mm-hmm. of no contact for say, because I think the first tendency of a person who is broken up would be to try to mend things, right? Like you, like you rightly pointed out a while back and that effort, those trials, especially if they don't work, they lead to a lot of pain. So this period, Action Tribe, these two weeks or maybe 30 days, it's time for healing, really introspection, understanding what might have happened or what might have got, gotten wrong. So, so, so sort of really analyzing your entire relationship and giving your time, you give yourself that time to heal, uh, maybe reaching out to a group, uh, a support group, so to speak, or maybe your, your friends. Would that, would, would it be good to reach out to friends in, in such a time? No. <laughs> okay. Just having, having <laughs> I just a, wanted to clarify. Okay. So, yeah. And so, well, kind, and I will all clarify that kind sure. of, because, okay. um, a lot of people, I mean, after, uh, my most recent breakup, I did talk to friends a lot. And ultimately what happens when you are talking to friends quite repeatedly, it actually refreshes the energy of the breakup. It keeps it really alive in your system. Right. Um, it, you know, and, and, uh, and it, it just, it actually sometimes can re-injure you because your friends are going to naturally want to demonize the person that you were broken up with, you know, Mm. oh, she was just not the right fit for you. And you still very much love this person. So I would say the best thing to do um, is go to therapy, is get a therapist and make sure that you're working with that person, you know, once a week. And of course, um, if you can't afford therapy, that's why I wrote Breakup Rehab, because it's a very affordable (laughs) way to get the support you need to get you through that first period of time. Now, that being said, maybe pick one or two friends that you could have this conversation with. But I tend to talk to 20 friends. <laughs> and <laughs> and I, that's why I say I wouldn't re- recommend that because um, it actually just, just locks that energy of pain in place more so than dispersing it. And right. um, yeah, so find one one or two people, including a therapist, you can talk to and then get into the steps of breakup rehab to really get you through that first initial period of, of breaking up. Got it. Now, you offer 12 steps in breakup rehab. So my question is, how do you come up with these steps as they relate to a breakup? Is there a story behind that? Yeah, the story behind it is I used to work in addiction. So I used to take um, my client's to AA and okay. we would, and I used to go and, and at the time I had this idea, the inspiration for the book was like, well, why aren't there 12 steps for a breakup? It, it, it you're intox, you're intoxicated by love. You, you build your life on the hope of like having babies with this person or having a family, um, you know, fusing your life together and, 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 the world of imagination and fantasy and doing reality, doing life together comes to a crashing halt. Mm-hmm. And it has, a f- and we literally need to detox after that period of time. We actually are, our bodies, um, when a relationship comes to an end, our brains weigh the loss heavier than the joy of being in a relationship. So when a relationship ends, we'll actually feel the loss way more than we did the joy of actually having the relationship. 
and it triggers the reward center in our brain, which is which um, people see the same as when you're using drugs. Um, the reward center gets triggered. So the reason the reason I did 12 steps is really to to acknowledge that uh, we're going through a period of into- being intoxicated by love, and after we get out of a relationship, we have to go through a detox period, a sobriety, mm-hmm. a period of sub- becoming sober. Got it. So let's talk about the first step. What is the first step in your 12 steps uh, in breakup rehab? The first step is to let go and forgive. Mm-hmm. So, so is, diving yeah, a bit deeper. Hard. Right? Yeah, exactly. Why is it important to really forgive uh, the person? Um, so I describe forgiveness as not holding yourself or another person hostage to the past because that's the very thing that's going to happen is our brain is going to ruminate it's going to think over it's going to obsess about and fixate on the person or the event that happened and so when you when you forgive you say okay i'm going to release myself from the energy of the past and just accept move to acceptance that I did the best I could do with what I had at the time. I couldn't have done better because you didn't know better. You only know better in hindsight. I think that's the thing I'm really aware of um, of a breakup is you go back and you're like, God, I was so mean or I was such a jerk or why did I say that or why did I do this or if I would have only done this and the relationship would have lasted longer and you need to just forgive yourself and say, you know, the past is the past and the only thing I can do from the past is learn from it and and grow forward and and keep and um, and then I I would also say letting go right. is not something that happens instantaneously. It can take years sometimes before you finally are like, okay, <laughs> I've mm-hmm. let go of that. Yeah, got it, got it. No, this is really really significant because as you know, while you were sharing this, I was relating this to an experience I had while reading a book uh, about uh, you know the energetics of a relationship. And what it says is that when two people are in a relationship, there's literally an energy cord that connects both of them. And obviously, when they break up, that cord breaks up literally. And sometimes you might still have some connection energetically to the other person because you know the Two people relationship are literally drawing on the energy, right? And that's why they say that when you're in a relationship or when you're married to the other person, you sort of tend to look like the other person, right? Have you heard of that? Mm-hmm. Yes, I've <laughs> definitely heard of that, yes. Right, right, right. But when it breaks, when the energy cord breaks, it can really hurt. But like you said, step one, not to hold yourself or the other person hostage for the past, for the relationship that you had, and to release yourself completely from the energy of the past. So love what you said uh, about that. Now, step four on your 12-step plan is to face your fears with love. So firstly, what fears does a person who has really recently broken up go through and how can they use love to face them? Absolutely. The fear is that um, the person I was with will forget me. I'm unlovable. No matter what I do, I can't get what I want. Everybody else can get what I want, but not me. I'll be alone. And this is the biggest one. And this is the primal fear is that I will be alone forever. I was rejected, mm. um, mean, meaning to be pushed back. It's not even rejection is not is like the opposite of forward movement. It's like almost to be to devolve, not to evolve. I'll be pushed backwards. And so um, 
those are the really big fears. That's the biggest one is that, um, and it, it sparks your survival instinct. I won't belong. I'll be isolated, mm-hmm. alone, and separated. Now, here's how you face your, that fear of being separate from, right? Isolated, alone, lonely, depressed, full of anxiety. With love, love is this connecting force. It says, I will grow you. Love will grow you. Sometimes love grows you inside of a relationship. It brings people, it brings, it brings those two people together. And it says, have this experience, have this shared experience of life together. And sometimes that love will say like, oh, okay, you have outgrown this relationship and it'll, and the relationship will end, but love never stops growing us forward. It never stops connecting us with our unique destiny and our purpose and so to face your fears with love is to say, like, and this is the hard part, is, you know, I'm not alone. I am growing, and this is a lesson. This is a lesson. This is part of my journey on earth. You can, And to say, I can still desire to be in relationship, but I trust that love knows better than I do. Love knows better than I do, uh, you know, and, and just to really surrender. Mm-hmm to that love that so action tribe in case uh you know you didn't quite catch the two points the first point is the first fear that most of us face after a breakup is that my partner will forget me and go on with life as the usual and the second fear is that i'll be alone forever and no no one wants to be alone forever and it's sort of like you pointed out uh takes us back to the caveman age when you know, if, uh, you know, if for some reason uh, you did not behave according to the tribe, then you were put outside, you were excluded from the tribe. And so that survival instinct kicks in. No one wants to be alone. No one wants to be excluded from the tribe because that means, that exclusion means that you don't get food, shelter, or clothing, or even warmth. So, you know, the, the solution is to really reconnect with with love because the universe loves you. It knows exactly what is in store for you. It mends, it helps you grow, it helps you evolve. And even when you feel that, or when the universe feels that that particular relationship is not suited for you, when you've outgrown the relationship, so to speak, that's when uh, you know you go through this phase which we're talking about today. Uh, so thanks for sharing, Rebecca. Step five is live your purpose which I feel is a big and bold subject, right? So how do you help your readers live their purpose in the context of breaking up? I mean, you can feel just directionless without your relationship, you yeah. know, whether, and mm. I really want to emphasize whether it's um, an early on relationship that maybe lasts just a couple of months or a relationship that lasted many years. Sure. Um, we feel a sense of purpose, of worth when we get in a relationship it's this place where we start to feel whole right we have the sense of like oh i i finally get to be loved for who i am and explore different things and you actually share consciousness with another being you know it's in this really concentrated form and you'll feel a sense of purpose in relationship now there's some of that that's healthy and some of that is really codependency um which is we, we don't know who we are, how we feel, or we don't have a sense of self. So breakup, actually, when a relationship ends, it it can drive us to really explore what our purpose is um, beyond just romantic partnership. Like, how can we 
um, plug into the matrix, plug into the purpose of the world, because my friend said it so well, as much as you need the world, the world needs you back. It needs like your unique gift, the way that you go through life, who you are and how you touch other people's lives is so important. And it's not just about receiving all that through one person, through the romantic partnership, but receiving it from all areas of life. Got yeah. it. So I love the fact that you brought out these two topics, with the, which is uh, one is a healthy sharing of consciousness between your partner and you. Mm-hmm. And the other one is codependency, which is not so good. And the fact that the absence of that relationship, that vacuum that is created as a result of the break up can actually be good because it will help you uh, find your purpose or at least think about your purpose on this earth outside of the relationship. It will really take you on that quest because you know, at least for a brief moment or for a few weeks, months, or even years, whatever it might be, you do not have to uh, focus mainly on the relationship. You, your focus changes. But I want to talk about the difference between healthy sharing of consciousness, the positive part, and codependency. What exactly is codependency? Just just for our listeners to get a better understanding of it. Yeah, so codependency is often, the short of it is often un- unresolved childhood wounding or trauma that happened early on in life between the ages of zero and eight when we're when we're really forming our nervous system and we're forming our orientation to life and to the world and um there's a lot of different beliefs that that then are reflected in our behaviors where we feel like our only sense of worth is if we're in a relationship or we use um sex as instead of intimacy um or oftentimes we feel like people don't know how to take care of themselves. They're, we, we can only take care of them. Um, they have to perform in a way that suits us. That's codependency, where there's a focus on ex- the external world mm. versus a balanced um, weaving between external and internal, which that's the healthy part of the conscious sharing, is that um, I had a partner who was, very much into doing ayahuasca and doing ceremony with plant medicine. And yeah. that's not really my pathway of, of spiritual exploration, but I appreciate it. My pathway is through psychology. <laughs> it's a different, right. it's a different thing. So we could each have our own experience and share that experience to expand our consciousness versus um, having one person try to conform to the other person to fit in, which is more codependent. Does that make sense? Got it. Well, thanks a lot for that. And what when you when you when you shared that, it sort of uh, reminded me of a quote that I heard in a yoga studio, which was, "We are all heading towards the same spot or the same location, but we are heading from different areas. So mm-hmm. we have different mediums, uh, different ways of getting there, and uh, we all need to find our way or our modality or our our path, and not." Uh, sort of conform to our partners or that of our friends and, 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 and family. So thanks for sharing. Now, I want to talk about step seven for a moment, which is to practice humility and gratitude. So could you talk to us about how humility and gratitude helps us overcome a breakup? Absolutely. So, um, well, first of all, breakup is so humbling. It just It just is such a vulnerable, raw place where it's just like you're it doesn't matter your defenses may be all over the place but ultimately um 
you're just, you're, you feel what you feel. And a lot of people try to circumvent that by drinking or getting in a new relationship right away, just hurt, just rushing the process. But if you're humble, you're humble. It slows you down. It really slows you down to be like, wow, wow, there is a lesson here. And I love what Dr. Wayne Dyer says is he's like, all rivers flow to the ocean because the ocean stays low. It stays humble. So more of the universe, more can flow to you when you're in a place of humility versus arrogance versus blame versus saying, oh, that other person was so bad and they hurt me and how dare they. Stay humble. Stay humble. And that'll bring you back to your center. It'll bring you back to your well-being and your relationship with your higher power, however you understand that to be. So humility is such a is such a monumental part of repair and recovery after a breakup. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So, love what you just said there that uh, breakup can be a humbling and a raw experience because as soon as you break up, no matter how much defense you have put up around you, it sort of falls away, and it's important to spend some time in that void to really feel it and to really experience what you've gone through that transition period because people tend to want to fill that void and get back to relationship mode or maybe to fill that void in a way that does not serve them by drinking, by overeating, binge eating uh, and excessive other habits that tend to sink in as soon as they're experiencing that void that they're not used to. And I love the quote that you shared, all rivers flow into the ocean because the ocean stays low. So Action Tribe, there is power in humility. And uh, a breakup is an opportunity to remember your humility. So Rebecca, there might be people listening to the show right now who are in a relationship, who haven't broken up or haven't divorced, but maybe they, they, they sense that things aren't going too right. You know, Maybe things aren't the way they were at the beginning of the relationship. So for these people who want to take some action to improve their relationships, what are some steps a person or a couple can take to avoid that breakup or the divorce that might happen if you know things aren't corrected? Well, there's a saying that comes from the Bible is to be equally yoked, to be, and, and the yoke is between two is basically the apparatus between two oxen that we're pulling some heavy weight, right? So um, so that there, I would say in relationship, there's two different things to be equally yoked is to look at your values and to look at your priorities. And this is something that I is such, a, a, again, to go back to you, a humbling lesson for me at this point in my life because I've gotten into relationships really fast and intense and I haven't taken that time to see if I was equally yoked with that person if we had the same values and the same priorities for instance um, when I'm in partnership I'm monogamous and I'm loyal and I'm faithful and those are all values of mine and family is would be a um, priority right of of mine now let's say you get with a partner that's like, oh, I just want to have open relationship and being sexually expressed is a value of mine. You're not equally yoked. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's not. It's not going right. to be a good. It's not going to be a good fit. And you. And so I would say, um, for people that are really wanting to have a successful relationship, continue to have the values and priorities conversation. Continue to revisit it, and um, and to to 
refresh um, that you guys are on that you're on the same page. And and if you feel like you're not, you feel like there's something just a fundamental divide. Um, of course, you ask, is this something that can be fixed and bridged? If you think it can, then go to therapy. Go get a, get a therapist, specifically a Naropa trained therapist. I'm biased to my to my clan of people because Naropa trains incredible therapists, and um, and and that's what I would say to people that really want to continue their healthy relationship is look at your values and priorities, and if you feel like there's a big rift between the two of them, go to therapy. Got it. So Rebecca, thanks a lot for sharing what you've shared thus far. Based on the people that you worked with and your experience, what is that one secret to a long-lasting? thriving relationship and the, if i knew i wouldn't be so focused on breakup <laughs> <laughs> there's no formula there's actually really yeah. honestly i think there's um the uh, it's like uh the idea that the illusion of control right that we have any control over this <laughs> yeah is is sort of a little bit of the humor of the universe to say you know, there is destiny. There is something that's carrying all of us. And um, we can only, I would say the, the one of the greatest tools for a long-lasting relationship is that of meditation. Meditation and know thyself. And, and know uh, that everything is impermanent and everything is evolving and everything is growing. So, there, so to answer your question, there isn't one hot topic or secret I would say there's there's just a fundamental tool that we can all do to be able to get through life with or without a partner, and that's that's meditation. So there you go, Action Tribe. If you have learned something thus far, if you found something really incredible, some piece of advice that you're going to apply in your life, then make sure you share something on social media, on Facebook or Twitter or Instagram using our hashtag, hashtag My7Chakras, hashtag Action Tribe, and let people know what you've learned through today's session. We've not, uh, we're not done yet. We still have about 30% of the episode to go, but we're learning a lot of things today about uh, healthy relationships, uh, things like codependency, qualities like uh, humility um, and, and gratefulness and gratitude and all these wonderful uh, aspects and attributes that will help us during the phase when we are in a breakup so that we learn more about ourselves and learn to feel that vacuum or that void and how it can serve us in our purpose. So uh, action takers to access the show notes for today's episode. Uh, go to my7chakras.com forward slash 235. That's my7chakras.com forward slash 235. Every difficulty in life presents us with an opportunity to turn inward and to invoke our own submerged inner resources. The trials we endure can and should introduce us to our strengths. This is a wonderful quote by Epictetus. Action Tribe, you are stronger than you know. That's what I keep telling myself too. The road that you are on, we are on, no matter how tough, leads to a place that is beautiful. And there might be times when you feel like the road is never ending. Hold on, your suffering will enable you to get uh, rid of the challenges or the obstacles that are preventing you from reaching your goal it'll help you let go of what no longer serves you so that your essence remains and when you start to find out who you truly are that's when you find out what you are really made of and that's when you find out your unique 
qualities and strengths and how wonderful you are but none of this would have been possible if, if every day were normal this challenge that you are going through right now whether it's a breakup challenge or a financial challenge or uh, any sort of health challenge is an opportunity to look inwards to immerse yourself in your challenges and then resurrect more powerful and determined than ever before so rebecca this question is about challenges that we experience in life and how those situations make us better individuals so take us back to a time in your life when you experienced a major life challenge how did you uh, come across it and then what steps did you take to overcome it well fortunately in my life there's been uh, quite a bit of grace and mercy so um any any challenge that i faced was was uh, because right behind it was a big ask. So, for instance, when my mom mother died in um, 2007, I've been wanting to go to grad school and um, to to get my, my master's from Naropa University. So, how I faced that challenge was to um, look at how I could alchemize the experience of grief and and turn that into service. So I would say every single time, whether it's been a breakup um, or financial challenges, health issues, I always look at it, um, take that time to go inside to figure out how I can heal myself and then alchemize that into service. And that's what we're doing here today, right? It's just say we all need each other. We're all in this together. And that, that our suffering does not have to be um, something that we do in silence. We can actually turn it in into uh, the seeds of service. Got it. So based on what you shared, maybe in just one sentence, what is it one major life lesson that you'd like to share with our listeners? Um, one life lesson is don't give up. Just keep going. Just keep, don't, don't let anything surrender. Uh, uh, don't let anything like make you give up. Just keep trying. Got it. So thanks a lot for sharing you. The story that you shared that you know when your mom died in 2007 obviously it uh, uh, might have been a challenging difficult situation uh, that you were in uh, you had been wanting to go to grad school that was your next goal uh, so you were in a really tough situation uh, i can imagine but uh, you, you know instead of uh, you know letting go of your dreams and your vision which i'm sure that your mother would have wanted you to do as well you asked yourself how can you transform that energy of grief into a more powerful energy a more positive energy that could lead you to achieving your goals so uh, i love the word that you used alchemize the energy and action tribe alchemy if you don't know already alchemy is uh, an ancient technique i'm not sure if it's uh, if they actually found that out, but a way to transform normal metals into gold, right, Rebecca? That's yes. what alchemy is all about. So in this situation, alchemy is how do you transform that energy that isn't serving you into a force that can transform not only your life, but that of others as well. And so Rebecca shared and uh, encouraged us to not give up never give up so thanks a lot for sharing that rebecca absolutely so action drive we are at the 90 percent mark of today's session and no matter where you are right now i want to thank you for joining us so far uh i don't know what made you press the play button today but i'm sure that it's uh taking you one step closer towards your human revolution your total transformation and on this transformation many of us have a plan or a vision of how we think our life will turn out 
And while it's important to have that life plan, it is also important to realize that the universe has included you in its universal plan. The universe, as I'm understanding, is an intelligent, benevolent energy. Call it the infinite intelligence or the the universe or God. And it seems to know what's best for you. And it will provide you numerous opportunities all along your journey to transformation. Whether it is a a challenge or an obstacle or even a breakup, that can be an opportunity for your transformation. But the key as we're learning is to let go of uh, trying or that extra effort that you might put in. You must learn to sink into the prana and the universal energy field around you, just like you're in an ocean, you know, floating with the energy all around you, letting it guide you, not forcing your strength to get somewhere, but instead using the force of the waves around you to multiply your own strength and if you're listening to my voice right now then hear me out because you need to let go because as em forced once said we must be willing to let go of the life we have planned so as to have the life that is waiting for us so rebecca as on today what is your life purpose (laughs) Freedom is my life purpose. That's why I, I, you know, made it my moniker is because we all we all deserve to be able to experience the energy of expansion and um, devotion at the same time. And to me, that's that's freedom. Got it. Thanks a lot for sharing. Uh, and with that, we have arrived at the last round for today, which is called the wisdom round. Our listeners know this round very well. In fact, many of you guys love this round because you take a lot of notes. But this round has four questions uh, so that you, Action Tribe, can take note and take action. So, Rebecca, what is the best advice that someone has ever given you? My Well, I would say my dad gave me some really great gems. But he said, Rebecca, there is no right or wrong. Just get the story. Just live your life. You know, and we we so often sink into just right or wrong versus actually Mm. just living, live it, live life. So name one personal habit that keeps you going. One thing that really um, helps me, of course, is dance, is to be able to move my body. And I've really noticed how frozen I've gotten in breakup. And so it's so Mm. important to just move your body and, and really uh, let that energy flow through you instead of get stuck in you. So there you go, Action Tribe. Dance like no one is watching. Mm-hmm. So Rebecca, what is your morning routine like? Do you have a morning routine or do you have an evening routine or something like that? My morning routine um, specifically to break up is I have seven different Oracle card decks. And so um, I will, whether it's using my decks to get some wisdom for the day or starting my day uh, with a quote or something that's inspiring, that's how I begin my day. It's something that really is going to like light me up from the inside out. Got it. So name one book that you'd like to recommend for our listeners today. I think one of the greatest books um, is, is Letting Go, The Path to Surrender by um, David Hawkins. And it's, it's phenomenal. And it talks about how we can um, change our vibration from that of shame and guilt to that of love and joy, among other things. Got it. Yeah. Got it. Thanks a lot for sharing. Uh, Action Drive, I know how much you love our books that are recommended on this show and uh, that many of you get these books as soon as you hear them shared on the show. And that's why Audible.com is offering Action Drive one free audiobook download with a free 30-day trial so that you can get to check out their 
amazing service now in case you don't know audible has over a hundred and eighty thousand titles to choose from for your different devices iphone android or kindle including bestsellers like uh, the chakra system by anadia judith autobiography of a yogi by paramahansa yogananda and a new earth by eckhart tolle to start listening to your favorite book right away uh, to download your audiobook go to my7chakras.com forward slash free book once again that's my7chakras.com forward slash free book and once you start listening i'm sure you won't stop it's a wonderful service so rebecca thank you so much for joining us today before you go tell us one thing that you are really really grateful for and tell us how we can find you online i'm just really grateful for the grace and mercy of god to be able to carry me and the universe to be able to carry me this far something that i can always rest into and surrender to and how do we find you online and how you find me is at rebeccafreedom.com that's r-e-b-e-k-a-h freedom.com or on facebook under breakup rehab support group so there you go action tribe uh, rebeccafreedom.com we'll have the link up in the show notes or you can search on facebook breakup rehab support group uh, and you'll find uh, is it a, is it a facebook page or is that a facebook group it's a facebook group where okay. yeah it's a group Got it. Awesome. So thanks a lot for sharing, Rebecca. Uh, thank you for coming on our show, talking to us about the power of overcoming a breakup and taking us one step closer to a human revolution. My pleasure. You are listening to My 7 Chakras. Go to mysevenchakras.com. Download your free gift, get inspired, and take action. Transform your life today.